feels a little weird having just the three of us now. Mm. We won't tell Reese that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was really fun. God, so yeah, much better. Just, <laughs> just rolled so easy. Like, it's just <laughs> so stressful. It wasn't that fourth wheel that we're always worried about. <laughs> Get back Hand- to the holy trinity of goodness. Handbrake Gibson. Get into Gates. This is episode 14, covering episode 15 of SG1 Singularity, the, uh, well, 75% of the main group of Get Into Gate right here. My name is Mitch. Uh, to my right, Matty Gibson and Brennan Gibson over there. Hey, what's going on? Now, uh, this is a show we are all Stargate SG1 fans. We're here, though, to uh, let uh, the newbie to the show, Reese, you know, experience the show for the first time. We're sort of experiencing along with him, but he's not here. Um, so we thought, well, do we wait? But he's not going to be around for, I think, the next two weeks. Mate, we've got to we, get we've this done. We've got to tub. do it. We've, we've got to do it. It's got to happen. So, uh, Reese, if you didn't already hear in the lead-in, little uh, pre-credit sequence in this episode, we don't need you. Um, and we're going to prove why. This is just going to be good. Can we can we'll cut we, the fat. Can we address the elephant in the room? Sure. Reese is at a family function today. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. why he can't <laughs> be here. Loser. Now, if you don't know, Reese and Brennan are brothers. Mm. So Reese is at a family yeah. function. Brendan. Yep. Brendan's I've just here. got my priorities right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, you say that, but uh, a couple of years ago, my family went to Dreamworld, and then I found out about that the next day. So, thanks, guys. You were <laughs> you were Kevin McAllister home yeah, alone. Yeah, I saw these all these photos on Facebook. Oh, thanks for the invite. Oh, we knew you'd be working. No, nah, it's still just good pity, to know. Good just to know. Invite a pity invite, a pity invite would be nice. <laughs> You were married with children. Why would we want well, you there? <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't want to be burdened by us. Somehow I think Reese might be the golden child in that family. What do you reckon, Mitch? No, I'm Team Brennan, man. <laughs> yeah. So he, it, it's he really knows. brave of you to say that in front of Brennan, but I've always been Team Brennan. Um, and I'd say that to Reese's face. I'd say yeah. it to your face, Reese. If you I would were here, say it to your face. But you're not. We've both agreed that, you know, anyone born in 80, whenever the f they were born, Lincoln and Reese, 87 or something. Yeah, something's bad year. They're just losers. There's not much else to it. The older brothers are legendary. Yeah. yeah it was really, it, it peaked. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to fight our way back since then, humanity, but uh, <laughs> just not happening. And you know what else is not happening? This episode. Let's get it <laughs> yeah. on a roll. We're trying to, we're actually trying to avoid talking about this horrible episode. <laughs> oh, you say horrible. See, now we said that Reese wasn't going to be around today and he's not going to be around next week either that you said, oh, well, look, it's only Singularity and next week will be Korai. It's it's not going to matter, and so I'm like, okay, you know, I, myself, I'm a big fan of SG One, like you guys, but I haven't watched these episodes in probably 15 years, so that's that's fine. You don't need to. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's do what we have been doing, and if you remember our last episode, we've got a little bit of extra flavour. We're gonna uh, we're gonna chuck on the end of this. See if you can see where. Carter returns with the sole survivor of a planetary plague, a little girl, Cassandra. As they become attached, Carter discovers the girl's terrible secret, a time bomb planted by the Gould. Can Walter save the girl (laughs) and the world? I love in that synopsis they felt there's there's limited words there for, for word economy they thought, no, we have to put this little girl's name in. Like we mm. have to put, we have to go, comma, no Cassandra, comma, connection. and then keep going. Now, okay, on that, I know we don't find out her name until about halfway through the episode when she decides to start talking. Not very alien. 
Is she the first mm. alien that we've met with a human name? Yeah. Everything else has got an apostrophe in it. It's said with like a breath or something. Like, yeah. I think so. Is it just to I'm really just... humanize the whole thing? Oh, look, I've got a cousin Hathor, but we won't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> huge Stargate fans in your family. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, on, on her, I mean, if, if she is indeed the annoying part of this episode that you guys are talking about, I thought, and not that she was bad after anything, but I think for a child... There's no one else even close to her age in this in this entire cast. Her to stay silent in those situations and be, you know, this character that is the sole survivor of this, you know, genocidal plague or whatever. I actually thought it was very good child acting, you know, the way she sort of stayed so mute and, you know, she didn't emit a lot of things, but at the same time you could understand why people were feeling sorry for her and stuff. But I think once she started talking, it's like, oh, it makes her a little bit more human. And I think she lost that connectivity that I had to her when she was just this mute alien or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just was never drawn to her like I didn't find her interesting like even when, when she was mute or when she was talking like I was nothing about her sort of sucked me in to be like mm. oh I care about this little kid which is really brutal if you think about it like yeah. I'm, I'm a monster <laughs> clearly but you hate kids and that's that's, that's, that's on the record that's I wanted fine. to shake her that's what I wanted to do <laughs> oh, just shake her well, that's the thing. Say too, something. That of the three people in this room and on the show, Brendan and I are the parents, and I'm like, I wouldn't be giving my kid that much leeway. Like, no. oh, you don't want to talk now? That's fine. That's fine. I'm like, dude, you've got about six seconds before my foot is up your ass. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave you here. I don't care. I'll leave you in this dark room. You gonna say something? No. Okay. I just Eat your like vegetables. There were just so many scenes of just. Carter and Cassandra, like so many oh, of them, dragged on, yeah. and it's just Carter talking to a brick wall. Yeah, and I get you have to have that. Well, it's it's the bonding between them, and you know Carter slowly being let in by Cassandra. But I just felt like it dragged for a action sci fi show. It just dragged and dragged on because mm. really, I mean, you're sitting in these rooms, you know, in Cheyenne Mountain where there's there's just grey walls and a and a cot in the corner, and it's just <laughs> these. So the scene relies on these two to be really engaging. Yeah. And I mean, we know Carter is engaging. I mean, she's great to look at. She's really intelligent. You know, she can run a monologue. But this, to me, pointed out the fact that she needs someone to bounce off. And that's why I was kind of just like, oh, God. But, is, you know, you can't end? polish a turd, Maddie. And as you know, <laughs> this episode was written by our favourite Robert C. Cooper. And you say it's like talking to a wall, and I feel exactly the same. Actually, I have I have an, uh, an adjustment to make. Uh, I was giving in crap to um, Hathor last week. Jonathan Glasner and Brad Turner, the creators. God, I'm an idiot. It's Brad Wright. Brad Turner is just a, like, a fly-by-night director. I don't know why oh. I got him confused with Brad Wright. So, I just, just that's forgivable because it flew um, over all our heads. Yeah. I think maybe we, we obviously knew who you were talking. I was obviously about, but... not listening. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other the other thing I got wrong is I said the Gilmore Girls revival was on the twenty fifth. It was actually on the twenty eighth. Oh no, yeah, I, think, no. I picked that up when I when I Mate. was editing the episode. I thought Maddie is going to kill him. Netflix on twenty fifth, and it wasn't there. <laughs> and you know, because I'll of that, never... Brendan will never watch it. Only Although because I, of that, I did search Gossip Girl. So, yeah, so. Thank you. Get, get all six seasons of that. I'm sure. How do you know that there's that many seasons? My wife watches them. I walked Mitch. in and out. Sure. Good chat. Season seven uh, of Vampire Diaries came out in other news. <laughs> no. They're still making my wife that, watches eh? that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Pretty little lies. Anyone a fan of that? No, let's move on. Um, you know who you guys sound bored. You know who else seemed bored by this episode? <laughs> Michael Shanks. Oh god. Watch yeah. the first twenty minutes of this again. He looks <laughs> He's looking at that blank grey wall and just like pick, a, pick my. Let's look for my favourite spot. Oh, there's my favourite spot. Hang on, I lost it. 
Oh, there it is. You know, I, like I, he had nothing yeah, going well, that's for the first he, twenty. He's like, Carter, you don't have to do this alone. I'm bored. I want to help you with the kid. <laughs> to like, me, that's like a theme through the episode because I feel like the costumes and stuff were really bored and not paying attention as well. I've got a couple of screen grabs. We might even chuck them up on our Instagram or something yep. like that. But once when they first get to the planet, sort of right right early on, and they do their decon thing. There's a shot of Daniel and and Carter, and Carter's Tari Earth symbol th- patch on her shoulder. Mm. It's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw Didn't that. Didn't they learn after Teal's? Yeah. I saw that recently. I think I, Badana was watching Continuum, the, the last movie. Oh, yep. And I was like, this is why I married you, because I came in the room <laughs> just watching Stargate by herself. I'm oh, not even prompted by you. <laughs> no, she just put it on. Mate, if you hadn't wiped that, I would say wife that. Yeah. Well, she didn't know about Stargate until she met me, and obviously she was that interested that she sat down and watched this 1990s um, sci-fi, and I'm like, all That's right, awesome. no, you're pretty good. That's awesome. I'll, I'll keep you around. That's awesome. <laughs> well, but, I, and, but I know I think it was in that the patch was upside down. Oh, was it? So they didn't learn. Well, and the other thing in this episode is uh, right at the end when they've got Cassandra in the park with the dog and all that sort of stuff, and you see Teal and Carter and, and Jackson all sort of walk, and they go to sit down on the bench. Mm. You can see Daniel's mic pack on his belt. Oh no! Really? Yes. You no. can see, and the antenna's pointing down, but you can see this big like oh, like mic battery from that's his lapel mic. So good. And I was like, like, I always wondered where they heads. hid those. Yeah, the mics. That is not the battery. Packs, mm. But the mics themselves Not even like Under his clothes But literally Just clipped on The <laughs> outside of his belt And he's wearing Tan pants Of course he is He's Daniel Jackson I'm like <laughs> you know, you know, I didn't want to shoot Head because uh, this is just one again. shirt Away from you, him You know I thought He dressed like Chandler from like Mid 90s <laughs> friends Like oversized Long sleeve shirt Like we joke With Reese the other week When we had the uh, The fake Daniel um, Funeral and we saw Teal in a hat For the first time But that was Otherwise he was Very much Teal Oh I wish Reese was here to I know, and you said it gets so much better. And that was the first thing I saw was his. It was a dip. Was it a different hat? I'm pretty sure. It was, I'm pretty sure it was bigger. Okay, it, it might def- have been the same, but it was bigger. Yeah, it seemed <laughs> bigger. They're too. They're too costuming. It was just. It was too much. I think in the mm. end, like O'Neill looked like an O'Neill Carter wearing you know sort of high cut jeans and stuff. But yeah. Daniel and I'm like, I'm waiting for him to going. Go for it. Could I be any more intelligent? That's exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Could I look any more bored? <laughs> No, you couldn't. I was honestly, I could not see anything past in this episode past him just looking so bored. And I'm yeah. like, are you already starting to turn into Michael Shanks and yeah. less like Daniel Jackson, dude? This <laughs> nah, is episode 15 season, of season one. Season five, that happens. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, we skip over the big reveal. This is the first time Teal has been. The- well, from what we've seen, this is the first time Teal has been allowed off-world when it's not a mission. Like you know, Cassandra's being settled into a house and a school and that sort of stuff. He's just, you know, got his not on a mission. He's just wandering around a park. Mm. Yeah. We we never at no point during this or a funeral, you mean? Because that's when he was out in fire and water for the. No, wake. that was in the base. Remember at Jack's house. No, the wake. Oh, there was. Oh, yeah, there was that. I suppose, but yeah. that was kind of you know officially. Yeah. Like that, you know, not everyone could have gone to that funeral. That would have been a, a secret no. kind of funeral. But it's like we never during any of this season got to see Tilk's first sort of experience. Ex- yeah. Yeah, they never made a big deal about his first time out, really. Yeah, and I feel like that was kind of a bit... Yeah, they missed opportunity. Yeah, kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, I kind of wish... I mean, we got to go back to Chulak with him to see his family, but he doesn't live there. He lives on base with us on Earth. Mm. Yeah, and we never got to see that him experiencing, you know, seeing a dog or whatever it may be that just kind of blows his mind. Oh, wow. You know, we never got to see the world through his eyes. Mm. I don't know if if the writer's... 
A, never thought of it, or B, just didn't think at the time Tilk sort of not having a huge acting background. Sorry, um, Christopher Judd not having a huge acting background, whether they thought he couldn't hold an entire episode. I would have loved to or... seen Christopher Judd as Tilk eating a Krispy Kreme for the first time. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that one of the throwbacks later on that, that he's had? And he yeah, shows right. up with donuts. donuts. He starts um, like um, bear claws and what stuff What did you got like there? That. No, I'll pass. <laughs> Thing is, I was excited about this episode, despite it being Robert C. Cooper, because at the start they're like, <laughs> we're going to see a singularity. Jam, jam. It's going to be a black hole. I'm like, I love black holes. They're awesome. Like, a... And then it just turned into a virus again. Mm, yeah. Oh, come on, guys. Let's move forward from this. The you amount of times cool... I've been caught pulling out my DVD collection. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Can we just bleep that just to make it funny? I did not even think that. I, did not I pull even out my that. DVD collection all the time. <laughs> I thought it was bad enough when you said, there's been so many times I've been caught pulling out my... Di- <laughs> this is an episode about a child, Maddie. <laughs> Hey, it's sick. not singularity for that reason, if that's what... All right. Well, no, pulling out my DVDs and... <laughs> I still thought you were going to do it. Don't say pulling out, mate. Just don't and do it. And getting confused, putting on... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what's I'm, this? No, nah, I'm gone. I'm gone. Um, no one want to borrow it. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Oh, my God. Uh, putting on singularity, thinking I'm about to watch Solitudes... Yes. Because they're two single word they start titles with, S. with an S, about two or three I episodes did. apart, yep. all the time. I think I'm going to be watching Solitudes and I get stuck with Singularity and it like gets yeah. me all the time. I've got written yeah. here, oh, that potassium nitrate and Naquita, that must be what she had in her head, right? I'm guessing, yeah. They're... I always kind of thought as they've put Naquita in her in some kind of little device and it's drawing the potassium stuff out of her body, combining it, and then it... It's going to go boom. Yeah. That, that's right, because they put a microscopic bit of potassium nitrate and aquata together, mm. and it and it blew the f*** up. And I'm going, well, Jesus Christ, I hope nobody tries to take potassium nitrate through the Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> that's just going to f- create a supernova. You know what I mean? One side of the object is made up of a combination of iron and potassium. The other side is made up of the element that makes up the Stargate. What? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's the Naquita that was in her blood. Somehow the object is collecting it. Now, potassium can be one of the most volatile alkali metals on Earth, combined with even a small concentration of Naquita. And... That doesn't sound very good. The room you're looking at is in the sub-basement floor of this complex. It's lead-sealed. Let's see what happens when we put the two objects together. Where are the samples? I'm only using a microscopic particle of each. off the scale gamma and particle radiation are we safe yeah but we have a big problem well if two microscopic particles could cause that then the object inside cassandra could cause a nuclear reaction a million times bigger but they really shot themselves in the foot with that yeah it's like you're really going to go by that's law now potassium Mm. nitrate yeah no bananas going through that (laughs) (laughs) you think it's bad luck taking a banana (laughs) on a boat when you go fishing (laughs) do not take one over off world wow that's funny (laughs) (laughs) obviously they never went back to that well that's ridiculous (laughs) thanks a lot Robert (laughs) Robert now there's one scene I need to play for you guys now I mentioned before that there's a lot of um, 
Carter and Cassandra scenes. Mm. And there's one scene thrown in here in between two of those scenes. And I feel like the only reason it exists is to give a bit of breathing room so we're not cutting from one Cassandra Carter scene into another Cassandra Carter scene. And it's Teal'c and Daniel... Oh, sorry, Teal'c and Jack back on the planet <laughs> watching the... Having a little sleepover in their <laughs> sleeping bags and waiting for the singularity to arrive. I picked up this weird vibe during this during this scene. I'm going to play it for you and just see... Just see if you guys can pick up what what I got out of this out of this scene. This is fun. Only eight hours to go. <laughs> Sweet. I still do not understand this black hole. Well, a black hole is this really big thing. It's uh, <laughs> basically it's. Uh, Oh, well Massive. done. This is unedited. <laughs> this is the broadcast Hole. version. Out there. I see. Uh, what happens is everything gets sucked into it. Even light. That's why we can't see it. it just gets sucked in. Thank you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so weird. Wouldn't it be so great if two of just went, I can't quit you on you? <laughs> that would have been so I wish weird. I knew how to quit you. Oh, well done. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. Not bad. <laughs> Do you know the best part about that? Is I did not have to edit that in terms of timing. That song just slips in there. Perfectly. Oh, you need to say slips in Black there? Black hole slips Jesus. in, sucks. What else do you want? All <laughs> no. the metaphors you All need right, right as there, As I was folks. doing it, I spit on my hand. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was just a weird, like, just checking in with those two. They're back on the planet to give us a bit of breathing room so we can go back to yet another boring Carter and Cassandra scene. Oh, now you're just talking about just before that with the rules of the potassium nitrate and Nacquita. This This is actually the first time they've mention the word Nakwita, haven't they? Like they've always so. talked about the substance or the element that the gate is made of, but they've never actually given it a name before. Yeah, have they? I feel like there's an episode in season two, um, and it revolves around Nakwita and they're just saying Nakwita like twenty times like it's just yeah. normal. and I remember watching that and going, What the hell is Nakwita? I feel like it was kind of slipped in this episode mm. and we just assumed that, that everyone knows what it is now and from now on it's just not the element the gate's made of, it's just Nakwita. Which to me, it's like I always it's just a it's a big slab of stone. Yep. Are there mm. conduits in it with like a liquid nacquita? Like what? We never actually got into that kind of aspect of no, and the you wouldn't expect to either, and... really, because how would they explain it? Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Like the, I guess yeah, I was just sort of confused of because the the gate always just looks like this big piece of stone. Yeah. So we're like, well, is oh, can we see the nacquita or is the nacquita under the stone? Like yeah. what? Yeah, but that's just me being a sci-fi nerd, just wanting to know stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Always thought about that, especially like okay, so it spins, and then how does it actually form a wormhole? Like, yeah, you think there has to be some kind of energy projection somewhere to create the the mm. wormhole, wouldn't you think? Yep, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, damn you, Cooper. <laughs> and also, I know that when we've done the uh, the quizzes with Reese, we've we've asked him about uh, system lords, and this is the first time we've ever heard of Nearty. Nearty, yeah, yeah. Is this the first time that that 
they've ever been mentioned. Yeah, yes. yep. Niti mentioned as a as a man. Mm. Uh, we do find out later on that Niti actually has a female host yep. at a certain point, and this is the first one I think we've heard of based off a um, off a like a Buddhist religion. Niti yeah. being one of the one of the Buddhist gods, which is interesting. Now I know that Daniel wasn't the one that saw them. It was all Teal'c and O'Neill still on the planet, but mm. I feel like. I don't know, should they have made... I know there's a lot of other stuff going on in this episode as they were nearing the end of it. But should they have made maybe a bigger deal of that, that it wasn't another Egyptian-based god? Maybe. I feel like maybe because it's such an early stage, they didn't. maybe they didn't want to waste an Egyptian god Mm. on a potentially throwaway character. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, we'll we'll call it this other god. Yeah. And that way it's not going to eat into something we've got planned later on. Mm. But then I feel like later on they've gone, oh, we need a god, someone who's, oh, wait a second, there's that Niti one that, you know, they've had encounters with but have never actually seen before. Yeah. I just mean in the in the interim, like, yeah, I just feel like if, if it, I guess if it was Daniel on the planet, it would have been mind-blowing for him oh, because yeah. so far it's all been these Egyptian gods and there's has there been one non-Egyptian god in one of the last couple yeah, of episodes? Yeah, or now, which... Brief Candle, it was a Greek God. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, in... Um... He seemed to make a big deal of that at the time, Daniel, or whoever discovered it, was like, yeah. oh, shit, this, okay, this this, ex- yeah, this was... really expands you know, the mythology of, of what the Stargate is and who, who dealt with it. So I figured like they maybe should have touched on that a little bit more in this episode or maybe the start of the next one, but, I mean, we'll get to that next week. But mm. Even given that in the first episode we kind of see some of the other Goa'ulds you know, at the choosing, and they've got these big, like, African headdresses and yeah. and Polynesian looking and all that sort of thing um, in, the, in the style of their clothing, and they kind of just glossed over that as well. Mm. So, it's, yeah, it's an interesting um, interesting take. Now, I know you said, Brennan, you really wanted them to, to get more out of the whole black hole nature, which would have been amazing, because I'm like, you too, it's just that, that whole phenomenon is just awesome, and it would have been great to see this show explore that, but it was just sort of the basis of kicking off this story. Um, now the eclipse was happening on the alien planet. Yes, it was sort of the sun that. Yeah, was... Yeah, I was trying to figure out what was actually happening. I assumed there was a black hole somewhere in that solar system, or a ga- at least that part of the galaxy that they could, that was visible. Mm. And I assume once the moon or the sun. Yeah, but it came was. In between. They were able to see it from that planet because there was an eclipse on that planet. Yes. Yeah. And I know that they were waiting, and they they when they actually left the room, when they once they realised that Neity was in the gold ship, um, in in orbit, they'd been there for I think the the camera the recording time on the uh, on the screen said about fourteen or fifteen minutes, but it still looked like there was an eclipse happening, and yet they ran outside to go run back to the gate because they were like shit, we're going to get blown up here, and it was perfect sunlight when they ran outside. <laughs> now is that yeah. just nitpick yeah. for me, or did did I miss something? Did they? Did the eclipse sort of shift onwards? I don't no, know. No, that was kind of it because that was the only reason they were able to view her ship mm. or near yeah, to the ship was because right. of the eclipse and the the telescope was pointed that way and yeah. they were able to change it. Yeah, it was just lazy writing. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> one though, when when they were running back to the gate and one just little little tiny little effect i guess it's just a throwaway thing but what i did like to see i don't think we have seen it before was when teal'c and uh and o'neill jump through the gate when they're being fired at by the uh, gold gliders and the debris actually came through that the wormhole really with nice them touch. too you know like yeah. they they go through and then it's just giant rocks but also dust like yeah. the tiniest little particles obviously it breaks it down to a molecular level but 
it's still reformed in you know yeah, I just thought that looks like really a cool and it kept its velocity once it yeah. was reformed on the yeah. other side I just, yeah. that was a nice touch that was, really, that was nice really, touch. really 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 cool to watch yeah I did find it funny that none of the death gliders managed to get anywhere near them yeah <laughs> they, they didn't even really zigzag too much and then they they didn't get hit they're this like is- they're like the stormtroopers, really. Yeah, this is when Jafar. Jafar stopped being menacing and start becoming yeah. stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll talk about it next week in the Karai when they become really, really, really stormtroopery. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, the big end of this episode was that the explosion within Cassandra it cannot be stopped. They can't take any of the gate. It's the, it, it's uh, it's so going to happen. They've actually got it down, pinpointed to the second that this thing because it is it's essentially a machine that's inside her. It's going to happen an hour and. 52 minutes or whatever, and they have to get it to some place, and they go and take it down to the bottom of this bunker. And again, I haven't seen this episode in 15 years. Now, I know, I knew for a fact, rather, that Cassandra was not going to die, mm. but I forgot how they got to the point where she didn't, because everything was pointing to the fact that she was going to explode at that point. And I thought, did Carter, was she going to stay down there for good? You know, was that why she overpowered O'Neill and said, no, 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 let me be the one to take her down. And she didn't. She went down, put her down, and then she woke up and calmed her down and said, no, 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 I'll, I'll be right back. Like locks her up for good. Mm. Watches her cry. <laughs> cold. Goes upstairs. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I'm like, obviously... I'll be back after we, you blow up. Yeah. <laughs> you two we fathers just sitting there just yeah. bawling. Oh, no, it didn't. Yeah, no, didn't. she's annoying. <laughs> it didn't, it, strangely, it didn't affect me like it did with... Um, whatever that episode is called, Cold Lazarus did, yeah. a few weeks ago. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, Whereas this was an actual child, and that was just like a... Yeah, mirage. Well, I can tell you why. A piece of glass. <laughs> shit riding, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a Too shit bad. about that. <laughs> about them. But while we know that, obviously, Cassandra now lives to fight on another day, um, th- I mean, this show, it's, it's, it's got its boundaries, and we were laughing before we came on air. I think we even recorded some of it. Maybe we can we can cap off the episode with what we were saying when I hit record. Should they have sacrificed her? <laughs> oh, Not yeah. on, like to to have that like have Carter really take an emotional hit yeah. because every like you know Daniel. Okay, his wife isn't dead as far as he knows. At this point, she's out there somewhere. She's alive. Teal'c, he's nearly seen his son die, but he's separated from his son of the threat of their lives. O'Neill has already lost a child. His marriage broke up. Like, everyone's had a really big hit. So yeah. far, Carter hasn't sort of got to that level yet. And she's never been... I think she even a couple episodes ago when uh, one of the aliens, first time they meet, says, hey, you're a woman. Help me deliver my own child. She says, I'm, just because I'm a woman, I don't know what I'm doing. Yet, at the start of this episode, this girl attaches herself to Carter and she grows very maternal over the course of, you know, the 42-minute the episode or whatever, in a couple of days, whatever the, it lasted story time. Should the writing, should the show <laughs> really have had the balls to kill Cassandra? Yeah, that could have I been. Think... That would have made that episode... Good, I think. If this if this show had aired on like HBO, oh yeah, oh yeah, she'd be dead today. Yeah, <laughs> like first episode, full frontal nudity, you know, phallic yeah. snakes climbing on women's breasts, all that sort of stuff. From that to this episode, yeah, Cassandra totally would have died. <laughs> <laughs> like you would have seen that last moment of her going, <gasps> and you would have seen the explosion come out of her. <laughs> like it would have been. 
her head goes first. It would have been like that episode of um of Game of Thrones. Like yeah. it would have been, yeah. you know. But I guess they were trying to make this a more family friendly. Yeah, they had to happy it's, ending. It's PG. But yeah, I feel like they wanted the the happy ending in this one, so they've kind of done it this way. The the thing that annoyed me the most is that we, like I was saying, we sat through these boring boring scenes with Carter and Cassandra, having them bond. Yeah. Would have Carter been good to saves have a her life, but the payoff is the end, and she goes and ships her off to live with Janet. <laughs> yeah, so the writers are like, "Oh, hang on, Carter can't keep her." Shit. Have, have a listen to this, Mitch. I've got a bit of audio here for you to play. It's it's quite literally they're playing up this single mother metaphor with with Carter and Cassandra of Carter wanting to do this on her own. How is she? She's fine, sleeping. Um, if you want, I can sit with her tomorrow for a few hours. No, we're okay. Okay. I just. Want to do this? Okay. Violins. But I guess what I'm saying is that you don't have to do this alone. Thanks. Like that's some pretty heavy-handed yeah. stuff right there. <laughs> it so is. maybe I feel like the first draft of the script had her living with Carter. Yeah. But maybe then they thought about it. Went well. Hold on a second. Carter's heading off world and all the time. Yeah. Who's another girl? Oh, Janet. Ha. Yeah, Janet. Janet can be mum. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Palmer off to her. That's fine. I they, mean, they Doctor look, Frazier. They kind of look similar. It's fine. I so did. I kind of feel like I'd rather. Cassandra go and live with Carter, or this could have been a Janet episode where Janet was the one bonding with the yeah. child, you know? Um, it, just I feel that this is kind of like a Daniel Jackson episode in a way, even though it's heavy on Carter. But for me, uh, Daniel shows he's worth like in that clip there. I was actually felt more for Daniel. I'm like, Carter's a bitch. Like this guy's like, yeah. no one asked him to go and help. He's just there. And that's, that's obviously yeah, part of the reason why you love him. He's known Cassandra just as long as Carter has. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, <laughs> there's no burden on her. It's not like she's getting child payments or anything like that. Like, mm. And he's just there willing to help out and, you know, support his team. So Danny boy. That's what I love about him. Yeah. yeah. Team Daniel. Oh, actually the only, I had a nitpick. They they come through the gate. This is the very start I was going to mention, and then um, O'Neill rolls over the dead guy, and he's obviously been de- deceased for a while, or he's had some flesh eating virus or whatever. He's like, "Oh, hazmat!" Immediately wiped off his hands, yeah. and then they all put hazmat masks on. I'm like, do they carry that every time they go through the gate? Like, and they must not do. to mention the SGC personnel have been there prior to that, like SG Nine or whatever. Mm. To to set up the that's inter- yeah that they have that even though that there's been a, a temporary base set up on the planet yeah. it's interesting that they carry that with them at all times yeah because definitely like you look at season that's a nine huge pack season nine Tilk's heading through in like you know <laughs> combat boots and a singlet yeah, and he's, he's right. heading on he's heading on missions <laughs> and just like P90s in each hand. <laughs> And he's ready to go. See, like, while the Jafar become more like stormtroopers, our heroes yeah. become more invincible. Yeah. yeah They've got God mode on them. Like, <laughs> yeah. put in the cheat codes. <laughs> well, there was there was one positive to this. It's quite funny. It's it's normally the, the exposition scenes that usually happen in the briefing room are the really slow part of the episode, and then we cut to the action, and it's really fun and exciting. This seemed almost to be flipped in that the cold open was really fun and exciting because they're they're on the gangway, walking up to the gate, doing their exposition, and then the rest of the episode kind of was really slow and boring. So have a listen to this. This is my favourite part of the episode, the part that I actually enjoyed. So what exactly are we going to see after this eclipse begins? I mean, it is black and it is a hole. Well, it might be a black hole... 
Okay, let me put that a different way. No, Daniel, you're right. You can't actually see it. Not the singularity itself. It's so massive, not even light can escape it. But during the totality phase of the eclipse, we should be able to see matter spiraling towards it. Actually, it's called the accretion disk. Well, I guess it's easy to understand why the local population would be afraid of something like it. What did you just say? <laughs> it's just an astronomical term. You didn't think the colonel had a telescope on his roof just to look at the neighbors, did you? Not initially. Like, it's quick, it's snappy, it's, it's fun, it gives you all the information you need of where they're about to go. There's yeah. that funny little bit where, where Carter does a bit of um, physical comedy where she goes the swirling and she does this cool little hand gesture mm. as she's doing all that. Tilk doesn't say anything. Tilk doesn't say anything. <laughs> Obviously, we know that he has a telescope on his roof, but how does she know that? Uh, she's mm. been doing some spine of her own, old well, Cap- maybe, Carter. Maybe, maybe she stayed around to help clean up <laughs> after Daniel's... Uh, oh, yeah. Funeral. Well, she got drunk. That's right. Yeah, that's trying amazing to amazing bar. <laughs> 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 All right. That is episode 14 of Get Into Gate, uh, episode 15 of season one of Stargate SG1 Singularity. Onwards and upwards from here, boys. We're going to do a big wrap-up at the end of the season. Our top seven, our mid-seven, and our bottom seven. I can only guess where this is going to place uh, for you two. Uh, thank you very much to Brendan and Matty. Brendan, where can we find you on the socials, brother? Uh, Matt the Brendan Gibson. And Matty? Uh, high pitch Matty on Instagram. Myself at Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter and Instagram. Everything Get Into Gate. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Of course, as Matty said before, we've got some pictures that we'd like to show you of this episode. Some of the uh, horrible costuming you said. So go to our oh, Facebook yeah. and uh, Instagram pages to uh, to check that out. And uh, everything you can find that uh, we as a team do, we are part of Get Into Geek. Uh, movie reviews, news and uh, other podcasts or other TV shows as well. Everything GetIntoGeek.com. We'll be back next week. Reese, that is still a question mark. We'll find out for episode 16, The Core Eye. I think it's just Core Eye. I just want to see how excited you got when I said it. So. <laughs> That's about as excited as you can get. <laughs> it has a the. It doesn't. Getintogeek.com The you amount of cool. times I've been caught pulling out my dick Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> can we just bleep that just to make it funny? <laughs>